Reggie Littlejohn is the founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, a graduate of Yale Law School. She's an acclaimed international expert on China's one-child policy. Now it's their three-child policy. Her organization has been called the leading voice in the battle to expose and oppose forced abortion and gendercide, sex-selective abortion of baby girls in China. She's also the co-founder of the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force. She's dedicated to sounding the alarm about the dangers of digital IDs, which can be used as tools of mass surveillance and control. Similar to China's social credit system, Reggie has testified at the United States Congress, delivered briefings three times at the European Parliament, twice at the British, and has spoken at the Irish and Canadian parliaments, the Hague, the United Nations, the State Department, the White House, and the Vatican as well. Welcome, Reggie, to the Economic War Room. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, it's great to be it's good having you. We see each other on the Sovereignty Coalition calls and all the webinars that you and Frank Gaffney do. We're just so honored to have you. You're just, you've stood up in a way that very few Americans have stood up based on what you believe and what you believe lines up with most of the Americans I know. Right. Well, so the way I got started in this is actually uh, Chinese human rights, women's rights without frontiers. It, it, it describes a woman's right in China to have her baby and not to be forcibly aborted. And that's how I got my start. Um, and we moved from opposing forced abortion in China to helping women not um, have to be forced by their families to, uh, to, to abort or abandon their baby girls. Um, and then that led me to see, seeing how totalitarianism works in China, led me to seeing it moving to the world, including um, to the United States. So that's how I um, ended up when I saw these vaccine passports. I saw the danger that it could be used as a, um, like the China social credit and completely take away our freedoms the way that they are in China. So maybe we could play that video. It's a three minute video about saving baby girls in China. Yeah, no, let's that roll it. Okay. According to one UN estimate, there are up to 200 million women and girls missing in the world because of sex-selective abortion and abandonment. That number, 200 million, is greater than all the casualties of all the wars of the 20th century combined. So for me, this is the true war against women. Something that people don't realize is that even under the, the new two-child policy, or even if there was no coercive birth control in China at all, there would still be gendercide because people, for whatever reason, they prefer boys over girls. After the two-child policy was instituted, there was an incident of a woman who was, whose husband forced her to abort four baby girls in a year and then she died. Women's Rights Without Frontiers is unique in that we are the only organization that has a network inside of China that is actively saving baby girls. And uh, we've saved hundreds of baby girls in China. One story that was particularly meaningful to me was of this one woman 
who was being pressured to have an ultrasound. And she dragged her feet, finally went into the ultrasound, and discovered not only did she have one, but she was carrying two baby girls. So even under the two-child policy, she would have used up her entire quota and both of them would have been girls. So her mother-in-law started the pressure to her, for her to abort those baby girls, and she didn't want to. She wanted to give birth to her daughters, and she didn't know what to do. So fortunately, our field worker found out about this and went to her door and said, congratulations on your twin daughters. Uh, girls are as good as boys, and we're not only going to offer you one, but we will offer you two monthly stipends for a year to empower you to keep your daughters. And with the encouragement and with the promise of resources, she was able to, to convince her mother-in-law, convince her husband to allow her to give birth to these girls. And now, of course, everybody's in love with these baby girls. They're totally adorable. And we at Women's Rights Without Frontiers believe that every girl has a right to draw breath on this earth and that every woman has the right to give birth to her daughter. Girls do not deserve to be terminated just for the crime of being female. Our field workers on the ground in China are incredibly brave. They're flying under the radar screen from the Chinese Communist Party at great risk for themselves. They go in rain, sleet, snow, and make sure that those women get that stipend every month that helps them support their daughters. And they need our help. So I would invite you to join me in what I think is the greatest women's rights battle of our age. Reggie, that's incredible. Uh, what the work you're doing is God's work. There's no question about it. You're saving lives. You're taking a completely different perspective from any other perspective, and you're standing up to the Chinese Communist Party. I just have to applaud you for that. Well, thank you so much. And it's that perspective that enabled me to see the dangers coming to the United States when um, the World Health Organization and the United Nations uh, started pushing this international vaccine passport and combining it with a central bank digital currency um, because that combination will absolutely give rise to the China social credit system. Um, so if you don't mind, I'll just describe the China social credit yeah, system. Please. very. Okay, so in China, they surveil everything about you. Uh, so they have uh, facial recognition, real-time geolocation, so they know what you look like, where you live. And then they also have, um, they, they uh, surveil your social media posts, your internet search history, your internet spending history, your criminal history, your medical history, and then they combine it with your bank accounts and your credit cards so that if you have a high score because you are a reliable communist sheep, uh, you can live a normal life, but if you stand up against the government, they will lower your score and you will not be able to um, buy or sell, you will not be able to uh, travel, you can lose your job, and then ultimately they can just cut you off from your credit cards and your bank accounts, and like what happened with the Canadian truckers and those who supported them just last year. Yeah, no, this is domestic economic warfare being carried out by the CCP against the people of China. But as you pointed out, it's coming to America. We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the social credit system in America. 
We're talking with Reggie Littlejohn, who's one of the world's experts on the China social credit system and how it's literally forced baby girls to die in the womb. And, and they're bringing it to America, and that's the scary part to me. Reggie, tell me what's happening. Yeah, so the social credit system in China, I, I'm not sure that it, it causes baby girls to, to die in the womb, but but what it does do is, is, is it, it's a tool of absolute mass surveillance and total and complete control. So, um, and I and when I, I actually saw a video by Naomi Wolf a couple of years ago where she said that the uh, vaccine passport platform uh, could give rise to the social credit system. And I, um, you know, I actually asked a couple of tech experts and they said that that was true. And that's when I decided I would just drop, just completely refocus my efforts to stop that. Because once that digital gulag is in place, there will be no going back. We will be caught. So the first slide has to do with One Health. So as many people may know, the uh, World Health Organization is, they are, um, meeting right now and they are considering amendments to the international health regulations and a new pandemic treaty and those uh together will will create a biotech medical surveillance police state and one of the tools that they're using is called one health so we've got a slide there about one health and you can see from the from the slide it's very colorful but what it has is three parts one health means uh, all health is connected. It's uh, it's uh, human health, animal health, and um, and the environment. And what the WHO wants to do, if these amendments pass, is they want to be able to surveil and censor us on every aspect of human health, animal health, and plant health, the environment. So every aspect of life on Earth. And uh, the next slide would. Um, is a slide of the digital identity. Uh, this is taken off of the World Economic Forum website, the digital ID. So in the beginning, they called these things vaccine passports. And now that nomenclature has gone away because I believe in, in, in large part, the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force has made it basically radioactive. So they stopped calling it vaccine passports. Now they call it smart um, health cards or digital health IDs. It's the same thing. Any mandatory digital platform can give rise to the social credit system. Look at this chart. It's, it, the digital, this, it's, these are all the things that the World Economic Forum says that you will not be able to do if you don't have a digital ID. So I'll just read you a couple, a few of them. You will need a digital ID to access insurance and medical treatment. You will need a digital ID to open a bank account and carry out financial transactions. You'll need it to travel, to access humanitarian aid, to shop online, to use social media, to vote, to file your taxes, to collect government benefits like Social Security or Medicare, and to use cell phones and computers. So basically, if you don't have a digital ID, you're going to be paralyzed. And if you, if, if the social credit system, the China social credit system comes to the United States or and, and around the world and they're pushing it, okay, the um, World Health Organization is already um, together with the European Union to, to um, get these digital IDs out all over the world. And the excuse is, the pretext is um, health. And we need to make sure that people are vaccinated. We need to keep track of it. Well, it's actually, it has nothing to do with health. It has everything to do with total control. Um, and this so, is all economic warfare. It comes from the World Economic Forum. 
It is mm-hmm. tied directly to your ability to spend your bank account. It's tied directly to your ability to earn money. This is an economic control mechanism in the form of a digital ID that they'll sell to us as convenience and then they will completely control us with if we let them. Right. And so people say, oh, all these terrible things that the World Health Organization wants to do. What's the enforcement? This is the enforcement. The digital ID is the enforcement, because if you step out of line, like if you criticize the government, if you question the government narrative about, you know, COVID vaccines or or whatever, if you're not vaccinated and boosted as much as they want you to be, they can just turn off your digital ID and you will not be able to do anything. You won't be able to file your taxes. You won't be able to travel. You won't be able to, you know, have a bank account. You'll be a non-person. Literally, I mean, they're doing it with Russell Brand now without a digital ID. I don't know if the guy's innocent or guilty. That's not the point. The point is he's never been proven guilty. And under our justice system, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But they've cut him off. He's not on YouTube. He's cut off on his ability to get money, access his banking. All of those things are happening. And this would give them the mechanism to do it on every individual, not just the famous. That's right. And... Um so people ask, what is One Health? It's very mushy. It's not. It's not really well defined. But there was an article in the Lancet, which is one of the most prestigious uh, medical journals in the world, that said that that One Health requires a completely different uh, way to to think about things, and that the idea is that all health is equal and of equal concern, which means that our health and the health of our children and our loved ones is equal to the health of a cockroach. And and not, and so that's not only offensive, and they're not but it's hiding also- that. That's all over the literature. That that is the belief that all life is equal. There's no superiority to human life over plant life, over uh, insect life, over animal life. It's all considered equal under. Uh, this is what Lancet is describing. But that's all over the literature. Right. And so so what so what I see that as as an, is an attack on Christianity. I mean, we believe that human beings are unique in that we were created by God in his image. And and cockroaches don't share that. So what this is, is basically, um, it's, 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 it's an attack on the Judeo-Christian uh, religion. So, and then I'd like to put up, up the um, a third slide, which is the one about UN complex global shocks. All right, so this is taken from a UN... Um, it's called our, our Common Agenda Policy Brief Number 2. And the UN basically wants to pick up where the WHO stops. So the WHO wants to take over on all matters um, that has to do with health. And then UN wants to be able to, to take over. They want a, an emergency platform. And this is the whole thing. They, 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 they can say whatever they want is an emergency. And then they use that as a pretext to run things. There's an emergency platform um, that will operationalize automatically, okay, in the event of a climate event. So climate change, um, cyberspace disruption, in other words, if there's if there's a disruption in the internet, um, an event in outer space, and then an undefined and unforeseen black swan event. So basically between the United Nations and the World Health Organization, they've got everything covered on Earth and into the solar system of all different ways that they can step in and completely remove our sovereignty and our, and our, personal, and our personal freedom. We're going to need to take another break, but let me bottom line that. The next crisis, they're going to do far more than they did during COVID. They're going to completely attempt to take over every aspect of your life. Let's take a break. We'll be back with solutions. 
We're talking with Reggie Littlejohn, and we're talking about these nefarious plots of the World Health Organization, the United Nations, really the Chinese Communist Party, all of them sometimes working together, sometimes working against one another, but always working against you and your individual liberty. So Reggie's outlined for us uh, what China has done and how they were literally killing baby girls because they wanted totalitarian control. They didn't mandate that girls die. They just told families, you know, I have one child, and the, and the parents and the grandparents were, were saying, well, let's just have a boy and not have girls. And that's huge disruption. Then we talked about in the second segment, we talked about what they plan to do and how they plan to bring it to the United States through the United Nations, through the World Health Organization, and through digital IDs and passports like vaccine passports and how she learned about that and fighting it. So I told Reggie, hey, when we come on, don't just bring us the problems, bring us solutions because you're working so hard on solutions. Where is our hope? What can we do about this? Well, one of the things um, that I've done is co-found with Frank Gaffney the, the Sovereignty Coalition. And I would encourage everybody to go to SovereigntyCoalition.org and sign our declaration, um, which basically says that we are sta standing up against the WHO and the UN. Um, but what we did on the Sovereignty Coalition is we, uh, like eight months ago before, just when we founded the Sovereignty Coalition, the whole idea of um, the... Uh, needing to defund or withdraw from the WHO. There were some bills in Congress, but they were stuck in committee. Nothing was happening. So we did um, a campaign and sent hundreds of thousands of emails to members of Congress. And then six weeks later, there was a, um, a, a Capitol Hill press conference, a congressional press conference of, where 18 members of Congress got up and, and said, we need to withdraw from the WHO. So that was huge. Then, we found out that a couple of those members were on the appropriate a subcommittee of the Appropriations Committee. And that subcommittee came through with a recommendation that uh, we defund the World Health Organization. We never thought something like that could happen, but we jumped on it and we got over 300,000 emails sent to members of the Appropriations Committee uh, and now I, my, my assistant came in on July 4th weekend to input all, all those names so we could, could do this. Um, and, and every member of the Appropriations Committee got 5,500 emails the night before the vote. And the Appropriations Committee voted to defund the WHO. And then we have kept up the pressure and, and kept emailing them. And now in the new appropriations me me measures, there is no funding for the WHO. So we th that was an impossible, that would have been a pipe dream before we started this on the Sovereignty Coalition. And now it's a reality. It still needs to go through the Senate. It still needs to be approved by President Biden. But we are light years ahead of where we ever could have imagined um, we would be. And I believe that's because, you know, if God is with us, who can be against us? Amen. You know, you know, God created us with free will. And he's and it's it's against God's will. Um, number one, for human beings to be considered equal to cockroaches. And number two, um, for our, our, us to be deprived of our free will to make our decisions. And also, you know, God likes nations and, and our, our nation should be not be deprived of its national sovereignty. So uh, the Sovereignty Co Coalition, I believe, has to do with national sovereignty, personal sovereignty, but also the sovereignty of Almighty God. And that's why what gives me hope.
No, it gives me hope too. And what I love about you, Reggie, is you don't just see a problem and sit back and say, woe is me, this is what the problem is. Whether it is forced abortion in China or whether it is a stripping of our individual liberty, you stand up and go take action. And I'm proud to be part of the Sovereignty Coalition. I've been a part of multiple webinars that you've done. And what you're doing is really changing the game. And it is economic warfare. You, you, you got it. You, you know, we're defund the World Health Organization. Let's take the power of the purse. That's the most egregious thing, is that we're funding the chains that they're going to use to put on us. And you're saying no, and you're standing up and educating people. So people can learn more at SovereigntyCoalition.org. Is that right? Right. And also, um, they can email me, reggielittlejohn at gmail.com. They can follow me on Getter at realreggielittlejohn. Um, so that's, that's, and also the, the best set of webinars, the best way to educate yourself on this is actually on the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force. Um, that, you know, we have the best, as you said, Kevin, you've been on several of them. Uh, we have the best webinars in the world, and you, you'll get completely educated by the top experts in the world on all of these issues. Now, you also brought another one-minute video. Is this a good time to play that? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for reminding me. This, this is um, the, the appropriations chair, Diaz uh, Baltar, and also John Molinar, thanking the Sovereignty Coalition for what we did to get that bill through the Appropriations Committee, um, you know, defunding the WHO. It's, it's precious. Okay, let's watch it. It's John Molinar. This is Mario Diaz-Ballard, our chairman. Uh, we just had a good uh, meeting in our full committee of appropriations. Uh, appreciate your information about the World Health Organization, all you're doing to help members be aware. But I wanted you to meet Mario and just thank you for your advocacy. Well, and also, and, and thank you, Mr. Molinar, for, for bringing this issue up and, and not stopping until we do the right thing. Look, the WHO has become a subsidiary of the Communist Party of China. And uh, the days of just funding things because they're there have to be over. So we're serious. We've defunded it. We're going to continue to fight to make sure that we're not spending money on things that are not only not helping our interests, they're actually hurting our interests. So thank you all for, uh, for bringing it up, and we're going to continue that fight. Thank you. Congratulations, Reggie. What, what a testimony to the good work you're doing. Well, thank you. And it wasn't just me. I mean, it was a whole team effort. There's a lot of people on the Sovereignty Coalition and you're a member of it too. But yeah, we, you know, we were the ones who said, oh my gosh, this vote is happening. We've got to get the word out. We've got to take action. And we got like 300, over three, something like 350,000 emails out to Congress in a very short time, like two days. Uh, so that has made a difference. You know, we can, we've got to stand up because once, once the um, trap, this, what I, we call it the digital gulag, and it's got sort of two jaws, this trap. So one is the China social credit system, digital ID, and the other one is central bank digital currencies, of which you, Kevin, are one of the great experts in the world. Um, but if we have a central bank digital currency, which is uh, programmable, so they can, your money will become no longer cash, but something that they can just say, well, um, we're just going to turn this off with the click of a button. Uh, you know, then if you step out of line on, the, on your digital ID, then you will be paralyzed by the central bank digital currency. And we have to stand up now before this trap uh, snaps shut because it's rolling down the tracks right now at us. Well, thank you, Reggie. And thanks for putting a nice comment on pirate money and all, everything you're doing is fantastic. Look, what Reggie Little John is doing is essential to help preserve your liberty. We're going to summarize all of this in our free economic battle plan, and you can get a copy at economicwarroom.com.
Remember, what we see as a marketplace are enemies. They view it as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.